Want to 10X or hack your retirement investing strategy for ultimate retirement security? We have a little hack that if you live like nobody else will for just five years, you'll be able to have the retirement that no one else can. You're listening to Queer Money episode 460. And today we're sharing the why and how of maxing out your 401k. Now on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Welcome back to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast, folks. This episode, we're really going to be focusing a little bit more on the younger audience. Now, the young and beautiful. <laughs> right? What we're going to be talking about today is a conversation that kind of started at the Reaching Out MBA conference or Rama conference that we spoke at in October. And what we started to talk a little bit more about was some strategies for retirement. So what we're going to be talking about today is something that is really valuable, especially for folks at the very beginning of their careers. But this, the power of what we're talking about is available to anyone, no matter what age you are, what level you are at before you reach retirement. So really what we're talking about is the power of 401ks. What makes 401ks or retirement plans that are sponsored by your employer so powerful? Really, the data behind them is what makes them so powerful. A study of 10,000 millionaires in the United States revealed that 80% of them attribute at least the majority of their ability to reach their millionaire status to their 401k or their employer-sponsored retirement plan. So what we're going to be talking about is how you can 10x or hack your 401k investing. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people think about their career and the impact that they're going to have in the world and the lifestyle they'll be able to live while they're working if they get the best career possible. And we were talking to a room full of MBA graduates or soon-to-be graduates. And so many of them are thinking about six-figure plus salaries. But I think maybe, I don't think we sell like the 401k enough. Like that should be maybe be more of a, a lead into getting a college degree than maybe anything else because of the security that it can provide you. And we'll talk about today, like you only have to like white knuckle it for like five years. <laughs> and the, the power of the 401k is just exponentially better than if you were to wait, as we'll, as David will explain here a little bit later. So we're doing a, a deeper dive into what we talked about, alluded to a little bit on episode 452 on how to balance living for today and saving for tomorrow. It's, it's, a, it's a challenge that a lot of us have. But I wanted to share a quote that David has not or I could say a review that David has not heard yet, but I want to get your thoughts on this because I okay. think it was very poignant for this particular episode, even though we just got it recently and it was about, it was on our YouTube channel. Somebody responded to the person's name is P. I don't know if that's P it. on YouTube. P on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, the episode on how to find low cost LGBT retirement cities, episode 293. And it just, it was very like poignant for this particular episode. P said, I worked multiple jobs and hustled my behind off all through my 20s and early 30s and always saved and invested a portion of everything I earned. Now in my mid 40s, my net worth is close to $4 million. I'm single. I own seven properties, including a $1.3 million condo in Provincetown, where I plan to retire for at least part of the year and a stock portfolio of over $1 million. My biggest advice is to work hard when you're young because you won't have the energy or as many fucks to give <laughs> as an older person, LOL. Also, always take 
a percentage of everything you earn and save, save, save. I, I don't, I mean, that kind of the summary of this particular episode, right? It is. In many ways, it is. Taking advantage of the opportunities that are available to you when you're young. I will say one of the the things that is so, I appreciate so much about this because it's something that I did not do at all. No. Right. I didn't start really it didn't even start. occur to me. Right. It didn't even, yeah, it didn't occur to me to start saving for retirement until I was in my mid thirties. And literally I lost out on 10 to 15 years of time in the market for whatever little amount of money I could have contributed then to be able to grow. And this is just the proof. This is the proof from an individual within our community that this can be done. And it is interesting. They said they worked multiple jobs. They hustled their ass off so that in their 20s and 30s, they were able to invest as much as they could. And now... They are in an enviable position. I bet you 99% of people in the queer community would love to have a portfolio of property and assets worth $4 million in your mid-40s, knowing that that's probably likely to double by the time they reach, or maybe even triple by the time they reach full retirement age. Yeah. And I would caution the younger folks who are listening, who are just graduating and in their early 20s, maybe the really smart people, maybe in their late teens. <laughs> Mid 40s, 45 is not. I know it sounds ancient when you're 20 years old, but it comes fast. fast. It comes <laughs> so fast. So don't fool yourself to think that you're too young, that this doesn't apply to you. I mean, it applies to everybody. And, and the younger, the more benefit, the easier it could be. And so the, well, let's extrapolate that on out in this episode. So what we're talking about here is, is maxing out your 401k and your Roth IRA to the extent that you can. We're talking about the high level numbers here, but even if you cut this in half, uh, on what you contribute, you can still get very powerful return. And the reason why we encourage you to try to max out your 401k and your Roth IRA for the first five years of your working years is because for most of us, we have fewer responsibilities, right? You're likely not married. You likely don't own a home yet and have all the the, the expenses and responsibilities that come with that. You're more flexible and mobile. You have more energy. That's something that you lose by the time you turn 50. You just don't have the energy and you get very stuck in your ways. Even though you want to be very a free spirit and, and open to everything, just kind of get stuck in your ways. And so the more nimble you are, I think this kind of allows for the flexibility of people to, to say, all right, I can live a couple nights a week on ramen <laughs> if it provides me a couple extra hundred dollars each month to be able to put into my 401k or my Roth. Right. And I will say, folks, the conversation we're having here is more focused towards high earners, right? This is high income individuals. A lot of the content that we have on the Career Money Podcast is focused on mid to low income earners. So we want to take some time to talk to the high income earners, especially the young high income earners. We know a lot of queer people go to college with the whole goal of graduating from college and getting out there and earning as much money as possible. So why not talk to that group as well? Because those are the ones who actually have the opportunity to make a huge impact on their financial lives and then have money to help those who don't. Have, exactly. an, have the income. Because that's really where the vast majority of the help in the queer community comes from. It comes from people who have a lot of excess money. And wouldn't you love to be one of those people? 100%. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. 
Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. So folks, let's talk about the power of maxing out your retirement accounts, especially when you're young. I'm sorry, but every time you say the power, all I can think of is Madonna's The Power of Goodbye. It doesn't apply, but that's what's in my head. <laughs> and I think of He-Man. I have the power. That's more, that's, that's more applicable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his loincloth and muscles too. Right. All so, right. <laughs> so what is the power behind maxing out your 401k, especially when you're first starting your career? When you're, say, 23, 24, 25, and you're earning six figures, well, your 401k or 403b plans right now can be maxed out at $22,500 a year. That's in 2023. We do know that that contribution limit is going up for 2024. It's only by $500, so it won't have a big impact on these numbers here. But let's just say at the beginning of your career, you're earning six figures and you say, I'm going to pull off that money to max out my 401k and my Roth IRA. What does that look like? Well, that's $22,500 a year for five years, that's $112,500. If you were to let that money earn a return of on average 7% over the next 35 years, so you start this when you're 22 to 25, you're going to be 57 to 60 when we reach these numbers here. At that time, 35 years later, you would have a retirement portfolio of roughly $1.5 million. Compare that to somebody who said, you know what, I'm not going to max my 401k out. I can only, or I'm going to only put aside $10,000. The person who puts aside $10,000 actually has to put aside $10,000 for a full 35 years to come anywhere close to that $1.5 million. So they have to put aside $350,000, whereas the individual who maxes out those first five years, they only have to put aside $112,500. So there's a huge difference there. Huge difference. And yeah. I think this is to the, the, speaks to the, the point of what P said in that, in that post is, well, it speaks to the power of compounding interest. It's pretty much what this is all about. Exactly. And the same thing goes, similar thing goes for your Roth, right? So if you put the $7,000, which is your max contribution for 2024 into your Roth account, you max that out for five years, that's $35,000. You let it ride at 7% for 35 years. That's an additional 328,000. So you're looking at over $1.8 million. If you were to focus on maxing out your Roth and your 401k. Just for the first five years, by and that's what you would have by the time you turn 55, 60 years old. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Now you could do it more than that because you will likely in 35 years from now need more than $2 million to be able to have a super comfortable retirement. But it just speaks to the power of starting early and starting aggressively. Right. So the person who puts in $10,000 a year actually has to contribute three, nearly three times as much. Actually, it's over three times as much to get to the same amount as the person who said, I'm going to max it out those first five years. And this kind of speaks to the idea of what you said, eat some ramen or as the, as P said on YouTube, get that side hustle, find another way to bring in some extra income, dial your spending back live with mom and dad for a year, have a roommate for a couple of years, 
you can do it for that five year time period. Because that's that's like the age where you you're, you're more flexible. You can you can live that way. I mean, I I don't know anybody. Even when I graduated, we all ended up moving in with somebody else at least temporarily when we first graduated college and had our first job. So I mean, you're just more nimble that way before you kind of get settled and stuck in your ways. Exactly. You don't have children. And, and living by yourself is a growing trend in the United States that's actually causing home prices to rise. Yeah, exactly. So you could help fight that. Yeah. So you're probably asking now, like, why? Do I, do I need to do both my 401k and my Roth? Well, do what you can, obviously, but ideally do both because they both actually have different benefits. They don't both work the same and have the, and provide the same results. So for 401ks, the immediate benefit is that you get a huge tax return. So those of our listeners who are getting those six-figure salaries, especially when they as soon as they graduate college or, or graduate school, you're going to be in a higher tax bracket. So you kind of want to reduce that expense, that expense for yourself as much as possible. And I get it. Like, Paying your taxes is important because it helps help society, but this, this will give you more money that you can vector then to the people and the causes that matter more to you, not, not what matters to our government leaders. And the other benefit with the 401k is it provides you more long-term growth. You don't have as much flexibility to be able to access this money uh, more near-term because of the type of vehicle that it is. So it provides you some restrictions, which is good because you want to reduce the risk of tapping into this money for things that they're not necessarily intended for. So it forces you to sort of save for that long-term. So you don't, you likely don't tap into this money until you're 55, 65 years old. Right. And just and to reiterate John's point, it's a tax break, not a tax return. Tax returns is when you get oh, you know, when sorry. you're done working with the IRS. Tax break basically means it could potentially put you into a lower tax bracket, or it actually means you're paying less in taxes because you're actually earning less by setting that money aside. All right. So David, why should people invest in a Roth IRA as well as a 401k? Well, a Roth IRA is a powerful tool. It is a tool that's used by a lot of folks in the financial independence retire early or fire community. And the really big reason why is it provides you with options. A lot of those options are near-term benefits. They're not necessarily benefits that you are waiting until you're in retirement. It actually gives you those options before For the fire folks. Yes, exactly. Well, it's not just for fire folks. It is for everyone can use those. You don't have to be a part of the fire community oh, or even be on your path to fire to take advantage of this because sometimes life events happen and you may need to do some of this. But here's the big reasons why it provides so much benefit for folks who are thinking about retiring early. And that is that any amount of money that you put into a Roth, all of those contributions, those can be taken out of the Roth at any time. And you're not going to pay a penalty. You're not going to pay taxes. That's money you can take out. It's almost like a, having an emergency savings account. And we know some people who actually use their Roth IRAs as their emergency savings account. That we don't necessarily recommend it. <laughs> no. But the other thing is, is that if you decide to pull anything out that is above and beyond what you've put in, you will pay a penalty up until the point you reach the age of 59 and a half. So the earnings. Right. So if you're pulling out earnings, then you are going to pay a 10% penalty on that unless you're over the age of 59 and a half. The other benefit 
and this is something that a lot of the folks in the FIRE community do, is they take advantage of Roth conversions. That basically means that any money that you have in a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k, that can be converted into a Roth. Now, there, that is a taxable event. Keep that in mind, folks. If you decide to do this, it is a taxable event. You will have to pay taxes on that conversion. But what happens is that when you convert the money, you have a five-year waiting period, and then you can get in and withdraw that money from that account as if it were contributions going into a traditional Roth IRA account. So it gives you access to that money. Now, one of the things we will say is Roth conversions and Roth conversion ladders are a little confusing, and there's a lot of information about how those work. So go back and listen to episode 308 of the Queer Money Podcast to find out a little bit more about Roth conversion ladders and Roth conversions. And definitely talk to your accountant before you actually do anything regarding a Roth conversion. But the question might be like, why would I want to do both a 401k and a Roth? I would think. Well, again, like we talked about, the 401k provides that long-term benefit, but the Roth IRA, even though you you're just graduating now and you might think, I'm so excited to start my career, I'm going to do this until I die. By the time you're like 40, 50 years old, you might think that your career is killing you. <laughs> and you might not want to have to continue to work or continue to do, do the career that you went to college for. So what this really provides you is the option to say, I'm going to retire early. This is my strategy to do that. So if you start this Roth conversion ladder over a period of over several years, that gives you access to money sooner to help subsidize your lifestyle before you can start tapping into the bulk of your money, which is in your 401k. It just provides you options, really. Exactly. Right? You're not... A, you're not always 100% sure what you're going to want to do for the next 20, 30, 40 years. And right. the more options you have, the more flexibility you have, and the better quality of life that you have. And I actually did see a headline this morning when I was scrolling this morning having coffee. I saw a headline, I didn't read the, the whole article, that said more and more Gen Z individuals are looking at trying to retire early. Mm -hmm. And this is a strategy that they must use if they want to do that. So hustle for like five years, and then you have a whole world of opportunities ahead of you. So if you're like me, listening to all these numbers might have put you a little bit to sleep. <laughs> so we encourage you to go to see Simfire, uh, which is Lauren Boland's calculator, who we talked with on episode 442 of the podcast, and play with the numbers that we talked about today, create your own scenarios, and just to see in on charts and graphs and, and spreadsheets, the pros and cons of, of what we're talking about here and how it actually might affect you and your circumstances. Exactly. So what is the power and benefit and the why behind why you want to try to max out your 401k and your Roth? We have three big benefits here. The first benefit especially for young folks, is you have that time on your side. The more time you have, the more you can benefit from compounding interest. Now, again, we said that this strategy is available to anyone at any age, but especially for those of you who haven't reached retirement, you can take advantage of compounding interest as well. The second one here is that you have more money going towards paying yourself first. Remember back on that episode where we talked about the value of or how to have fun today and save for tomorrow? We talked about paying your future self first. Paying your future self first is the money that you're putting towards your retirement, towards your end of life goals. I don't want to say end of life, but later in life goals. So you are actually putting more money towards that means that those are going to be even bigger and more fun for those later in life goals. And then the third thing here is, as I showed in that, that strategy of putting in $22,500 
or $112,500 the first five years versus $350,000, you have to put less money in to be able to reach the same goal than others, right? So why wouldn't you want to take advantage of this opportunity to actually have your money working for you rather than you having to work for your money? So those are the three big reasons. So stay tuned for your crew money takeaway from this episode. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you again for joining us for another episode. Subscribe to the Queer Money newsletter in your podcast player or in the YouTube description below to get this week's Queer Money takeaway and your tip on reaching financial independence faster. Then join us this Thursday when we talk about the most affordable LGBTQ plus friendly city in Idaho. And next Tuesday, when we talk about why LGBTQ plus banks, credit unions and investments keep failing with special guest Spencer Watson from the Center for LGBTQ Economic Advancement and Research. Thank you and have a great week. Thank you.